0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Today's episode is outtakes from uh, Mojo Break. I was at Mint Collective walking by. I saw Doug and Cody, and they signaled to me. and said, come on over. We've got a podcast set up here. Put the headphones on yeah, because it was in the, in the corner of the show floor there and we recorded some stuff for their show. Not extremely long, but it went long enough that I thought I'm going to excerpt some of this and share with my listeners. But thanks, Doug Kasky and Cody Pasby. Appreciate your questions and the back and forth that we had. Also, thanks sponsors, Tops Panini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So, enjoyed it, Doug and Cody. Keep up the great work. You're one of the first podcasts Uh, that I listened to back when I was jumping into the podcast world and uh, a good example of uh, making it uh, fun and, and thoughtful. And here it is.
1: Where do you think we're going maybe five years down the road? Is this sustainable where we're at right now? Obviously, we're, we're talking about new shows, new crowds, and I guess now a combination, adding the digital world, NFTs are now in that conversation. Is it sustainable?
0: A lot of people in this room are believing that it's going to be a lot bigger. Yeah. There's only one of them that's made a $25 billion bet.
1: Sure. And that's yeah. fanatics. Yeah,
0: yeah. That this is for real, and it has to at least double in the next three years. They're moving toward that as a marketing event the key marketers are here. They're using all the tools of, of, of the 21st century to take this to the next level. We didn't have that in the 20th century. Yeah. It was snail mail and pu- print publications and sure. things like that. But yeah. Cards don't even have to be physical anymore. I'm not a NFT guy. I applaud those who are trying new things and seeing if will stick.
1: Innovating. Now, with Fanatics in the fold, who do you think it affects the most between card shops, breakers, and distributors, the supply chain as it is right now?
0: Anybody that has customer intimacy, I think, is safe, a close connection with the customer. Distributors could be disintermediated or the rules could be changed. Sure. LCS has the customer there. They have value. Some breakers are transactional and some are community-based. Sure. They have a real following. Mm-hmm. And so I don't see why fanatics or anybody would want to disturb that. That's an ecosystem that's really working. Yeah. It's win-win for them. They, they transact the product and then it comes into the, the way collectors want to receive sure. it. So you don't need to rock that boat. Now, you- yes, But distributors are going to need to be making sure they're adding value. And then they're secure uh, retail distributors. That's a tricky business, but is it any trickier than dealing with card shops?
1: Sure, exactly.
0: So I'm hoping it's status quo with some improvements, some tweaks, not so disruptive.
1: Do you think there's anything that Fanatics can do to manage the braking community? Because we've been doing it for 10 years, but we have some guys that you probably heard that aren't doing it on the up and up. Is there anything you think the manufacturer can do to build more customer confidence for people joining brakes?
0: There's been some initiatives toward that. And in America, you're innocent until proven guilt. That's a little bit of a problem.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You can
0: run up a pretty good tab before Mm -hmm. you say, oh, sorry, I don't think Fanatics is necessarily in a pickle. Mm -hmm. But if they take a fresh look at this, all breakers are not equal. I think the past matters. Yeah. And so I think people with good history, long track records, and I wish that the uh, customers would see that, too. Yeah. That would be very beneficial to you guys. But you've earned it. Yeah. And so to go to the latest breaker that just popped up, even if they can't get product from Panini, they can get product and they can hang out their shingle and say, we're here and we've got some better whistles or perks or something. But ultimately, I I think integrity has to be earned. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's my old school approach. What do you think about a company that
1: maybe pulls like a Trevor Lawrence gold card doesn't necessarily handle that situation correctly, but has a lot of followers. Do you think somebody like Fanatics looks at that and says stuff that's happened in their past doesn't matter because they're following? Or does that kind of stuff, you know, cancel them out in the whole grand scheme of things? And I'm, I'm using that as an example because that's what's fresh on my mind. But you know, it mistakes, are you out, or following supersedes everything, you think, when it comes to...
0: You get extra grace if you get a large following, let's yeah. put it that way. Sure. It's probably three strikes and you're out, not one strike. Anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's a so. great way to put it, for sure. Yeah. So again, <laughs> everybody wants breakers to be on the up and up, be successful, and increase the energy, enthusiasm in the category.
1: We always preach transparency with our customers, and I hope with Fanatics we adopt more of a transparency in the segment of breaking, because... Technology's gotten so good now. Guys on their phones can jump in and and pull a ten thousand dollar card, and that might be life changing to them. And then they take that away from somebody who paid for a box. You hope some systems bit in place, and because a lot of people are coming in, and some people might be getting burned, and they're not staying long term because
0: they were mistreated. So well, it kind of stunts always, the growth. Throughout the past, there's always been conspiracy theories. Right, right. <laughs> but it, you can't disprove that you didn't do something sometimes. Sure. Other than the track record of just being, like, say, transparent and people can see. Mm-hmm. It and, yeah, the other thing that's good in America is that people can't keep a secret. Sure. Very. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so a good if point. Somebody's doing something wrong. There's somebody. Hopefully, going to be a whistleblower. I just think the bad guys need to be weeded out, mm-hmm. and uh, they need to be innocent until proven guilty. But there's too much money at stake. There is. Yeah, that's, on the other hand, the the breaker thing is uh, interesting. That you can create this mystique that your brakes are better. Because you yeah. are a celebrity or you have some connection that gets you somehow a better product. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm more loaded, I, hotter. Yeah. I've definitely heard the taglines of home of the one of one or know, but who would want to shoot that down of the person. On the other hand, it's bad for the whole industry. There's a perception that if it was a celebrity break, there would be some boost to it. Right. Sure. And I don't think that's happening. No. That'll always be suggested.
1: Oh, yeah. This flawless situation with the triple logo, man, I think everybody thought it was coming out with the five cases So said celebrity was in and then the 25 cases that were done the other night everybody was convinced it was coming out then and it's in the last pallet that Panini made so those are the conspiracy talks amongst the industry of you know sell more flawless watch the price go up we're going to put that triple logo man in the last case well
0: it requires f- but What what is last is right. it the one on the bottom is, was it the one that <laughs> got sure. set aside could it be any of those things exactly but it's not even transparency data is so prized now yeah and instead of being a private hobby where if I get this card I'm going to put it away you're telling the world mm-hmm. and so if a big card is discovered you're bragging about it yeah. Yeah. Okay, but if somebody had already discovered it put it away and not said anything right? it's like the Napoleon Lajewe from 1933 <laughs> yeah. didn't come out until 34 those <laughs> right. little kids my dad included were going after that last card in the set dealers typically want to sell what they have.
1: Sure. Yeah. They don't want to take to chances. Yeah. No, it's
0: hard to offer for sale those cards you do not have. Absolutely. So what I would sell it for if I had it. That's academic. Right. But I have this card right here. The typical dealer does not have the most expensive Luca rookie, but they have some base rookies. Sure. And they sure. may not even be 10s or 9.5s, but they're going to offer you what they have, and you're going to have a chance to get a really good card. Mm-hmm but it's not the best of that version, you right. know, not the best of the rainbow. It's maybe not the top condition. Even if it is the top condition, it's pretty plentiful. And the pop reports are showing that. So all this stuff that Ryan Stosinski is doing with the gem rate, mm-hmm. all this stuff is positive. Yeah. It's making for a more knowledgeable collector that can yeah. enjoy. Yeah. The you, fact that it doesn't make sense sometimes yeah. <laughs> is because it's baseball cards, and this is not an efficient market.
1: Yeah, it's a lot harder navigating now. I remember in 91, we collected Stadium Club very heavy, and Frank Thomas was a you know, big rookie. And uh, going to the, I think it was like $60 in Beckett at the time, and, and the shop would give you 30 So it was very simple. to be like, okay, I got two. I can take it and get 60 bucks and uh, get another box or a pack or whatever. Now it's like comps there, comps here, and there's a lot of more disagreements. So it is hard to pull in that data when you have so many different outlets. But yeah, I remember this, the, the, the the book almost made it easier when you're going in and trying to sell. Well, you. the price you know it was
0: a different dilemma. Us doing a price guide, even though a lot of the guys have been veterans of buying and selling and trading mm-hmm. and uh, had worked in card shops, that was always great. A bunch of our guys have done that. But the price guide is different. It's not what you think it's worth. It's what it's sold for. Sure. And that, again, it's stuck in our craw that these things don't make sense, but it's what it was. Right. And you've got to think that the supply and demand and other kinds of collector interest gradually will move toward
1: sensibility <laughs> yeah did you ever think in your wildest imagination that we would see these golden auction sales five hundred thousand dollar cards three million dollar lebron rookies the, the triple logo man they're saying is easily a four million dollar card I I mean a-
0: there's price guide there's what something sold for there's comps yeah but what people need to be thinking about is when the next one comes up what do i think it doesn't have to be that the comp was this, therefore I must pay more. Mm-hmm. It might be, that's interesting. You're comparing to anything and everything. Yeah. And you're comparing to buying a small island. Right. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs>
1: doubt. Sometimes two or three islands in right. these prices. Uh, lastly, what do you think about like, Drake and these influencers getting in the hobby? Do you think it's good or it's bad?
0: How could it be bad? Yeah. I
1: know. I don't want to say it's making sports cards cool, but we have our niche, and you've obviously been in here longer than us, but from 2011, there was very few people that knew what I did, and I could explain what yeah, I did. Yeah. And and now it's, like, oh yeah, I know what you do now. So it's almost like it's making people more aware and well, yeah, uh, making but, people, but, making uh, it cool.
0: Josh Luber had it, it was making cards cool again. Yep. Yes, yes. It really yes. was cool yep. back in the day. Now, it wasn't cool for the 30-somethings and 40-somethings sure. necessarily. Yeah. It was for the 12-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me show you my album or something, but all that is positive and it has to happen. If Fanatics is going to double or triple this industry or quintuple, they really have lofty goals. It's got to have more people. Otherwise, we're chasing our tails. We got the same people churning the same cards so they want to print more cards mm-hmm. they can't do that unless there's got to be more money and more collectors the junk wax era was caused by there wasn't a drop off in money there was a drop off in collectors
1: sure and yeah so
0: when the collectors dropped off that they raised the prices then when they're raising the prices then more people dropped off and then they raised the prices more so they could make their guarantees mm-hmm. then you look up and think, we, we've got a we don't have any kids anymore and you know so now it's been built back up, but think of our guys. When that was happening, we're seeing it happen. Everybody on our team was just passionate about the hobby, and many of them are still in the hobby. Mm-hmm. But it's just painful to see that. Mm-hmm. Yet it's what was happening. Talking about integrity and transparency. Unless you show that accurately, like the old stamp catalogs, that you're going to pay between 15 and 17 percent or right. something, yeah. needed to be more accurate. And it's hard to track it. And when the down arrows came, those were not happy days. Mm-hmm.
1: You mentioned it. This hobby is nothing but good news with newer, big names and big faces coming in. New faces, old faces, all coming together to love this hobby and to build it up. You mentioned it's in as good a place, I think, as it's been
0: in a long time. This won't be the only hobby that gets scammed as it gets up. Sure, Mm -hmm. increased number of scams when you have more people coming in. Unfortunately, but if they're publicly dealt with, and every problem could be an opportunity. When there's fake slabs, the card graders figure out, we need to add some more anti-counterfeit protection measures. Right. Yeah. Okay? And if that's publicized, that okay, yeah, they're doing something about it. They're not being victims. Mm-hmm. They're triumphing over this, you, you've pointed out a flaw in the system, Ryan Nolan's uh, uh, spotting fakes. That ought to empower yes. people to yes, say, that's great. hey, wait a minute, there's fakes? Of course there's fakes mm-hmm. because there's a lot of money here, yeah, but exactly. the good guys, are gonna beat the bad guys. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent in the long run. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. In the short you. run the bad guys are gonna like, they've gotta be punished. Again, innocent until proven guilty, but if they're guilty, they can't just say, oh, okay, let me make restitution and then walk away. Now there needs to be some deterrent.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Doctor Beckett. Thank I'm you so not, much. Uh, yeah,
0: if nominated, will not serve on the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. We my, won't get you in front of the my, Senate my, here. yet. Yeah.
0: my stance on uh, on uh, sentencing guidelines would be suspect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would be in favor of the death penalty. That's actually a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: there's a lot it's of guys m- need to be banned. There are, it's impossible uh, yes. to ban them in this hobby because you come back with a different name. True, for a different, right.
1: And the old yeah. adage, bad press is good. Any press is good press. You and know, the and attention you know, span that we have is just short. I've seen guys scam and be back in a week. You know, it's like, I know there's guys that have been like years. It's like you're out and then you're like, okay, I'll crawl back in. Nobody remembers what I did a year ago. But the
0: public, in fact, gradually figure out who the good guys are. Yeah. And yeah. the good guys, there are some good guys that started yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to paint them with the wrong brush, but people that have stood the test of time, they've got a track record.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Beck, thank you so Thanks, much guys. for joining us. I think we need to do a Hobbies People's Court. We can have the theme uh, song yeah. and everything. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> that would be a lot of fun.
0: Uh, this is a great I'd, conversation. I'd be, I'd be too draconian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, three strikes in your house. Some of these guys have more than three strikes. I know. So, no doubt. And, and, and like in your marriage, if your wife does something that ticks you off you should just address it but don't assume her motives yeah. she was doing this just to tick me off not maybe didn't even know same thing in the hobby there's some innocent mistakes yeah with newbies exactly. newbies tend to make more of yeah. but if you say hey i'm not going to assume what your motives are however if you've done this to me you know fool me yeah. once, fool me twice yeah. fool me keep fooling me then you're trying to fool me exactly